Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we honor you. Because you are the owner of time. You are the owner of the past, the present, and the future. And we thank you because we can count you as our God. Our Father, our Lover, our King. The one who loves us more than we can possibly love ourselves. We thank you and we honor you. We thank you for 2022. We thank you for the ups and downs, the joy, and the time of sorrow. We thank you for them. And we thank you for 2023. Because we know it can only be better. For they go from glory to glory. As children of the kingdom, we go from strength to strength from faith to faith, from grace to grace. We thank you. Thank you for all your children that you've used tonight to minister to us, to lead us in prayer, to minister to us in worship, in song, the musician, the worship, the ministers, the people, the testimony givers. Thank you for their lives. Thank you for using them to bless us. Thank you for the few minutes that we have left to step into the unknown, what that is known to you, which is 2023. We give you praise for what you have in store. We thank you in anticipation. We give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' name, we have worship. Amen. Amen. Can we put our hands together for Jesus? Hallelujah. Amen. God is good. And all the time, I want to thank all our uh, workers who work very, very hard uh, to put this together. It's very easy to attend a service, to come, show up when you like, have a seat, sit, be comfortable. Uh, it takes a lot of man hours to put it together. Uh, weeks and weeks of planning, working hard, putting things together. All everyone that work behind the scene, from outside the parking lot to inside, from the office technical. I want to thank God for your life. Can we put our hands together for them? There can't be church without hundreds of people who put their life online for this to happen, and I thank God for your life. I also want to thank everyone who has called this church their home uh, in 2022 and before, who has given their time, who have given their money to ensure, uh, you know, we, you know, to support the work of God here. I mean, the church can't run without this, can maintain a beautiful building like this, and function without people who are committed to uh, giving substantially to the work of God. I want to thank God for your life. May God bless you and honor you and reward you more than you can possibly imagine. In Jesus' name. I want to thank, for, thank God for our guests. Thank you for people who are 
worshiping with us. Some of you for the first time, some of you, uh, you have your churches, but you choose to be with us today. And uh, I thank God for your life. We have the overflow. There's a number of people in the overflow listening to me. God bless you. I actually asked them to send me the picture, so I'm looking at your picture as I'm thanking you. God bless you. Amen and amen. Ah, God is good. And all the time. So 2022 uh, is going. In the next 55 minutes, it will become history. Amen. Uh, it will be known for many things. It will be known as the year the pandemic actually ended. Amen. Hallelujah. I think I'm glad that 2022, COVID-19 ceased to be a pandemic even though it's still around, but it's no longer in control of our lives, and we thank God for that. But it will also be known as a year, you know, the Russia war started. It's in many places, it's a year of worldwide inflation, if you have been following. There's inflation everywhere. In, the, in world affairs, it will be the year that we have three prime ministers in two months in England. It's never happened. If you follow some of these things, it's, it's amazing. You can be two months old and you have witnessed three prime ministers. It's not been a very nice year on, on Wall Street. If you have any form of money, if you are as old I am, as I am, anything that happens on Wall Street, you pay attention a little bit. Because <laughs> you have 401k IRA, you have something there, right? So you kind of really, you want to pay attention. It's not been a very good year at all. We are hoping for the, a better 2023. Amen. Yeah. It's also the year that uh, Pope Benedict died. Many of you knew that he passed away uh, just today. It's the year that my friend uh, Messi won the World Cup. It's, that's, that's a big... That will, that will forever be in the record, right? That's uh, after 17 years and against all odds, right? He finally got the cup that uh, so many things we can associate with 2022. But I think at the end of the day, we are still here. Yes. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. I think that's the most important. And the fact that we are here alive, breathing, and we have 2023 in front of us, tells us that there is still more for us. There's more in front of us. There's more that God has in store. And we thank God for that. Amen. So we have the word of the year, which is being displayed at the corner there. It's the year of manifestation. Uh, you know, we put in law of, of sonship. Even though we might not talk about of sonship, but that's the implication. I just want to put it there. Even though we're just going to repeat the year of manifestation. But we understand what it means. It's actually the manifestation of sonship. What it simply means, and we're going to have a whole year to talk about this. That's not necessarily my message today. That means it's the year many people will come out. The real, the real you will come out. All right? The, the real you. The sons of God. Because the whole world is looking for the real sons of God. Sons and daughters of God to come out. Romans 8, 19. 
I read it from the Weymouth New Testament. For all creation, gazing eagerly, as if with outstretched neck, is waiting and longing to see the manifestation of the sons of God. They are waiting to see the manifestation means the revealing or the unveiling. That is, God is waiting, but even the whole world is waiting. Uh, you know, we sons of God are really the answer to the world that we live in. All right, the, the people are the sons of God, true sons of God, right? Are the true answer. And the whole world is waiting for us to truly be manifested. And we're going to learn a lot in the course of the years, in the God of the year, rather, what it means. How can we? What is God? What is the difference between sons and children? All right? We're going to really learn a lot of that. Amen. Uh, if you probably have received this today, we're going to begin, uh, not tomorrow, on the second of Monday, right? We're going to begin our 21-day challenge. If you, all right, we're going to be fasting. Amen. I'm praying. Amen. All right. And this challenge is really explore a little bit more what manifestation of sonship is. So the devotion. This is a 21-day devotional. Even if, you, if you're not a member of Agape or you are not able to participate, you can take this devotional and use it for yourself. It's actually it's a free gift for you. Amen. Uh, you can call it a, just a 21-day devotional that you can go through personally. It's going to bless and enrich your life. Uh, but you can join us with a fasting and prayer. And if you're a member of Agape, please don't miss this. Don't joke around and don't, don't, don't just say, oh, yeah, yeah, you know. Some people have a way of deflecting and not participating in things that really mean so much for their lives. So I want you to please take this seriously. And fast. You are not going to die because you fast. Amen. People don't die because they fast. People actually die because they eat. So. <laughs> if you go to the hospital, you will see that uh, 70% of illnesses uh, really has to do with uh, food, what people have. Uh, so, so fasting is actually also healthy, as long as it's done in a healthy way. Amen. Uh, just make sure you, you are part of that. Amen. God bless you. We're going to start praying uh, January 2nd, and we're going to do it through 22nd. On the 21st, we're going to have a whole day of prayer here. It's called Tongues of Fire Conference, prayer conference. We're going to be here from 8.30 to 6, just really, really, really in the place of prayer. So January is going to be really powerful. It's going to be a really exciting uh, season. I want you to really prepare your mind, and the Lord will bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. So before we go today, I have a short message to present to you, and uh, I, t- I titled the message "The F Factor." The F Factor, and you're going to, you know, you're going to understand what that factor is. Amen. Hallelujah. So Holy Spirit, I pray you will take this word and and bless it. I pray that you will, in the short time we have, you will give me the. The grace to be able to speak this word in a succinct, simple, 
a powerful way that will change the lives of your people. In Jesus' name. So this season is actually a very exciting season. I mean, that's why you're here. It's a very emotional, it's a very sentimental, but it's also very important uh, for many of us. The end of a year, the beginning of another year, has meant so much for people over the years. It allows us to be able to reset. It allows us to be able to have a new beginning. I wonder how life will be if there's no day, there's no week, there's no year. I, I think more people will be mentally messed up. It, it actually allows us to have a breather. Somehow we can say, you know what? Let's celebrate the wins of this past year, right? And we can say, let's cut our losses, right? And let's move on to the new. I mean, that ability to do that alone does a lot for us psychologically, mentally, spiritually, and physically. So it's a blessing that we have, you know, God created, you know, uh, chronos, the way we have it, which is time, in a, in, in a measurable way. Like, it's, just, it's called chronos, chronological time. So we have days, we have weeks, we have months, we have years. So we're able to recalibrate and move on. And people who are able to really take advantage of that, they do well in life, right? People who are able to really, you know, take advantage of those seasons, you're able to take advantage of days, you know, we have scheduling and things like that. We are able to do that. They actually, they get more out of life than people who don't. So it's a good practice. Even if you have not done it, it's not too late. To take 2022 and say, what, are my, what were my wins? I celebrate my wins, right? Cut my losses, all right? But also I set a goal for 2023, right? You set a big goal, stretch yourself, and create a plan to achieve the goal, right? That means actually adjust your life and do something to actually meet your goal. Those are very, very, you know, they are biblical. They are also natural principles that God has given to us to be able to make the best of the life he has given to us. Amen. But the biggest and the most important factor that I think we don't do, which I want to stress that we should do, from God's standpoint, is what I call the faithfulness factor. So I use the word health factor. It's the faithfulness factor. You know, it is okay to be able to celebrate our wins. It's okay to be able to cut our losses. It's okay to be able to set goals. It's wonderful to be able to even make plans to achieve our goal. But I think there's something we always have to, especially those of us who are children of God, is to be able to assess our faithfulness factor. It's because from God's standpoint, the most important thing to him is how faithful we are with what we've been given. I'll read a few scriptures that I really think would drive this home. And, uh, you know, hopefully that will help us. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 6. Proverbs 20, verse 6 says, Most men will proclaim each own his goodness. 
but who can find a faithful man? I mean, saying it's actually faithful people are not easy to come by. Faithful people are not easy to come by. We're going to try to define what it is, but I'm sure you have an idea, even though you might not be able to fine-tune and really own into what it really means. But most of us, we, we have an idea. So that's proverb. That's the wisest man, you know, who wrote this, Solomon said, it's actually hard to find faithful people. When God looks at people, when God measures people, he always looks for that factor in their life. For example, in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, the Bible says Moses was faithful in all God's house. Moses is the, was the most consequential person in the whole of the Old Testament. The entire Old Testament, Moses was like equivalent of Jesus. You know, and he part is actually a perfect model of Jesus. If you look at the life of Moses, you know, Pharaoh tried to kill Moses as a baby. Herod tried to kill Jesus as a baby. If you look at if there's a parallel, all right, it was a shadow of Christ, was an image of Christ in a sense, all right? Moses was the deliverer, right? Delivered children of Israel from Egypt, right? Jesus delivered us from sin. So in a lot, there's a lot of commonality. And the Bible says there's one factor that really link Jesus and Moses, and that's the factor of faithfulness. So here, the writer of Hebrews says Moses was faithful as a servant in all God's house. And he said Jesus Christ is also faithful as a son over God's house. All right? So faithfulness was a very, was a common, you know, it's a common theme when you look at the life of Moses and you look at the life of Jesus. There's another person that is very consequential in the Bible. He's called Apostle Paul. All right, he was the man that, you know, probably the most consequential person in the New Testament, apart from Jesus Christ himself. When it comes to the message of the gospel, the spreading of the gospel, or even explaining to us what the gospel means, Apostle Paul is the man. Now, in describing himself, in First Timothy, he was writing to his, uh, his spiritual son, Timothy. He said, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has strengthened me, and he considered me faithful and appointed me to service. So he said, look, God look at me, and he considered me a faithful person. I want you to remember, Moses was considered faithful, right, in all his house. As a servant, Jesus was considered faithful. So almost everybody that God did something major with, God really measured that F factor about them. Their faithfulness factor is very important. So Apostle Paul said, he considered me faithful and he appointed me to this service. Hallelujah. And Jesus, in his faithful, in his most famous parable that we call the, you know, the parable of the talents, he tells us at the end of the day, when we face God, all of us, there's something that he will look at, that will look about us, is how faithful we've been. He said, some people will receive well done, thou good and faithful servant. 
So ultimately, what God will look about our life is how faithful we are. So more than our ability to plan, to set goal, to do all these things, even more than our ability to pray, is more than all of that is actually our ability to be faithful. We must really, really look at our life from that standpoint. Praise the name of Jesus. So what is faithfulness? What, what does it mean to be faithful? See, faithfulness is really a measure of what you are doing with what you have been given. That's faithfulness. What are you doing with what you have been given? Now, each of us has been given a set of gifts from God. In the biblical term, it will be called grace, a gift of grace. Whether it's time, intelligence, natural abilities, right? Spiritual gifts, uh, resources, even people in our life. I want you to understand that you have to, start look, you have to start looking at things that are in your life as a gift from God. Each of us, we've been given a set of gifts from God. And 1 Corinthians 4, 7 actually says, what makes all of us different? But he was actually accusing the Corinthians people. He said, who makes you different from anyone else? What do you have that you did not receive? So each one of us will be given a set of tools, a set of blessings, a set of grace. And God always measures what we are doing with it. All right? What am I doing with what I have? Is your output matching your input? All right? Are you making much of what God has given to you? It's very important. And that's really something we should always think about every once in a while. It's not so much about what we want to become or our desires. Sometimes we are caught up with all those things. But actually, God is looking at what have you done with what I have given to you? Are you making much of it? You know, some people, there's so much input but very little output. I mean, you can look at your life and say, wow, God has given me so much, but I have nothing to show to him what he has given to me. Some of us, you resonate with this. You can look at your life, you can say, wow, God has blessed me so much. But as far as what I'm doing with it for God, I think that part is probably very short. And some people are actually opposite. Some of us, if you look at your life, you might be so opposite in God's book. For example, God is, I'll give you examples from the scripture. The, the church, the Philadelphia church is one of the churches that uh, God wrote to in, the, in Revelation. This is what the Lord says about the, uh, the Philadelphia church. He said, I know you have little strength. So that's, that's an example. God said, I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. So, so if you look at that, that means these people are doing more with little strength. They are doing what you expect people with great strength to do. You know, they've 
they've not denied. I mean, now, if you look at the background of that, it was a background that was filled with persecution, with a lot of, you know, it was very difficult for people to be Christians, even in that environment. So he's saying, Philadelphia Church, you have little strength, yet. So that means, in a sense, they were producing more than the strength they have, right? You know, that's, that's an example of a measure of people's faithfulness. The Macedonian church is another church that received something similar. In this testimony about the Macedonian church, 2 Corinthians 8 2, he said, They are being tested by many troubles and they are very poor, but they are also filled with abundant joy, which has overflowed in rich generosity. If you read this in context, he's trying, he's, tell, he's talk, saying something about this church that they were one of the poorest church, but they were also one of the most generous church. Those really typically don't go together. But in this sense, the Macedonian church, their output was exceeding their input. Did you get what I'm talking about? The, the output. Apostle Paul was talking about himself in 1 Corinthians 15.10. He said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. But he said, his grace towards me was not in vain. I mean, so he's trying to say that it is possible for God to put so much in someone's life because the gift of God, they are gift of grace, right? And, but there is no output to show. So it all, it's almost as if the, the grace is in vain. And in, in Galatians 2.21, he actually says, I do not waste the grace of God. He uses the word, I do not set aside or I do not nullify the grace of God. So if you're not careful, many of us might be living our life in such a way that we are setting aside the grace of God. Our life is, we're not making much of what he has given to us. So why does he want to give us more? Why is he excited about our prayer, about our praise, about our desire, about our vision? Why should God be excited? When what we are not showing much, we're not making much of what he has given to us. So God is not so much impressed by our natural abilities, our, you know, prayer prowess, our spiritual gift. He's not so much souped about our ability to promise big. You know, sometimes some people are so good at talking big to God. You know, they're just like, wow, when I have time, oh, everybody will know. <laughs> By the time I'm blessed and I, my vision, God blesses me with, you know, my business takes off. Wow. <laughs> All this pastor is trying to look for money will go. You see? <laughs> God is not impressed about all that. That's, you know, you know, he's impressed about what you are doing with what you have now. He's not, he's not impressed about what you are going to do with what you are going to have in, in future. 
First of all, that future is not even predictable. All right? When I have time, who tell you you are going to have time? All right? You don't even know what is waiting for the time you are going to have. Have you noticed that you, sometimes you, you are so busy, maybe you are having, your, you know, you are taking a class, you are doing a degree, you are like, when I finish this degree, I wonder what I will do with my time. But by the time you are done, there are loads of things waiting for to consume that time. There's never going to be time. Hallelujah. So it's important to really, the, 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 what God is concerned about really. What, what are you doing with the time you have now? What are you doing? So it's important for your output to at the minimum match your input. What has God given to you? Are you really making much of it to God? Can you come before God and be so bold and confident that God is impressed about how you're making use of them? And that's a factor that I think we should think about as we go into this 2023, all right? Nothing against your visions and goals, nothing against your aspirations, Nothing against your big, your long list of prayer points. Yeah, but they would not be that important to God unless this F factor is considered. And God allows us, God, give, you know, we are, we, are, we are people who are filled with the Holy Spirit. When we are honest with God, God can actually, you know, give us a picture of our life and say, and you can come out out of that meeting and say, you know what? I think I'm doing the best with what God has given to me. I will just continue. So, so I want to give us an assignment, especially as you do the 21 day, to have a meeting with God. A personal meeting with God. And take a pen and paper and say, Lord, I, I want to have a meeting. I want to really see what am I doing how, with what you have given to me. Some of us, you even need to know what has he given to you. Some of you don't, you have not even accounted for what he has given to you. You are so busy about what you don't have or what you want to have or what you wish you had that you have not even taken account of what you have. I mean, you might be so shocked that you have a lot. So let's look at some of the things that we have. Time. See, God gives all of us 24 hours, 24 hours in a day, seven days in a week, right? You know, 365 days or, or 366 if it's a leap year, right? But, you know, that's, his, that's an amazing gift that God has given to you. That's the time. I mean, so I want you to say, how am I using my time? Am I using it to glorify him? I mean, do I have enough time for him in that? Oh, I spend most of it on social media, watching TV. I mean, some of you, if you account how many hours you watch TV or social media in a day, you will be so ashamed of yourself. And, and, you, and, you, will, and you will be complaining that you can't pray for half an hour every day. And you will tell us you have no time. Oh, I have no time to read my Bible. Ah, oh, if there's time, I would love to read my Bible. I mean, are you getting what I'm talking about? 
I mean, your time you spend in gossip, time you spend in some of these things that are not productive. That's a gift that God has given to you. God gave you time. You did not invent time. You can't even create one. You can't even add one hour to your life, Jesus said. Now, how about talent? How about the abilities that God has given to you? Some of us have incredible ability. Like I'm speaking, that's an ability God has given to me. This, this is God's gift. Ability to put all this together and say it in a coherent way, in a way you can follow. At least most people are not sleeping. That's a, that's a sign that I'm doing something good. I can see a few people writing notes. Wow. In 2022, that's a miracle. Hallelujah. Now, that's actually a gift. And some of us have such gifts. You're probably hiding it. You're not using it. Or you can use it wrongly. Or you can say, why have you given me this gift? And many of us have other abilities. It's not just ability to speak alone. You know, ability to solve problems. Ability to, you know, to do many things that God has given you ability to do that can be useful for God. Some of us just don't care. You, don't, you just move on. You never really pay attention to him. Praise Jesus. So we have to really look at what God has given to us and say, what am I doing with it? Am I doing my best with it? Let me start from there. Relationships. I mean, do you know that people that God has placed in your life is intentional? You know that it's not accident. I mean, does your life reflect the people he has placed in your life? I mean, many people will be in a place where there are so many people that could help them, but they will never take advantage of it. I mean, I want you to look at people in your life. Someone, if you're a member of this church, for example, look at the people in your life that he has placed. Are you really making the best of those relationships? I mean, are there people that could really be helping you spiritually? Are there people that could be helping you in your career? Are there people that could be lifting you up? Are there, I mean, are there people he has placed in your life? They've shown interest in you. They've called you. They've, they've, you know, they've shown interest in your progress. But does your life reflect that wealth of people he has surrounded you with? So if you look at some of those things. So, if you're not taking advantage of what God has put in your life, what is, what are you, I mean, why is he going to be excited to even do more? Relationships that he has put in your life. The money he has blessed you with. Some of you are like, wow. If you really think about where you are compared to 10 years ago, 20 years ago, or years ago, you are like, Wow. God has blessed you. God, God has, I mean, you're like, wow. I mean, you can dream of buying some things that, wow. Those were dreams years ago. Those were things that you were, you're like, wow. Years ago, God has blessed you. Income. God has blessed you, whether it's businesses. There's so many people that God has blessed tremendously. But does your record of giving even match that? I mean, when you look at how much you are giving to God, giving to help other people, is there any correlation? 
or are you just do you just think God blesses you for nothing no God doesn't if you're a child of God God blesses you for his glory in fact the Bible says God created all things for him for his pleasure right all things were created by him and for him so is he giving God glory I mean, can you really say, you know what? I think God will look at my record of giving and he will be proud. I mean, you know, God looked at uh, Job's life and said, have you, have you checked out Job? Because God is actually impressed about Job's life. I mean, Job is making the best of what God has given to me. Your health. I mean, if you're healthy, that's, that's if you can breathe, you have life. It's your breath in our lungs. I mean, that's, that's huge. You know, the Bible says, remember, that's why the Bible says, remember your God in the days of your youth. Because that's when you have the most strength. I mean, some of us who are young, do you know that God expects you to use that strength for him? Do you know that? I mean, that's really... I mean, there's only so much time you can do that. You can beat yourself up, sleep three hours, do things. I mean, that's after a while, you're not able to do that anymore. Without some, you know, regular pills to support yourself. I mean, yet sometimes you see, we're talking about mission trip. So I'm talking to my oasis. Or young, your 20s, 30s, that's the best time to give God the best of your life. I mean, I'm serious. That's the best. That's the best. Mission trip, that's the time to do it. You know, cleaning the church, that's the time to do it. Who's going to open the church? It shouldn't be a 60-year-old man or 55-year-old man that is coming to clean the church. No, no, no. That's, that's, it's, something is just wrong with that. So young people, I'm challenging you. Your strength. In fact, the Bible says the glory of the youth is what? That's the scripture. The glory of the youth is their strength. So there are a lot of things we can do with 60-something-year-old men and women. They, they have a lot of things they can give, they can contribute Strength is not one of them. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm not... I hope you are getting my message. Praise God, we have a lot of strong 60-something-year-old men and women in Agape House of Worship. They are actually faithful. They are doing more with the strength they have than a lot of younger people who are just being cute. All right? So let's, let's, let's measure that. Our intelligence. You know, intelligence is, is actually a gift from God. Ability to solve problems. I mean, some of us are smart, brilliant. That is from God. They are a gift that God has given to us. But are we making use of it for God? Or you are just talking? Some people are so good that they can solve all the problems. 
in the world in their mind. I mean, they know how the church will be run. They know how. They know who is doing what is not supposed to be done. They know. I mean, you know, they, they, they can dissect, decipher. You know, they can really analyze and put this whole service together in their mind. They know, they know the best way to do everything. But give them a simple thing to do, they'll fail. Oh, yeah, I've seen a lot of people like that. So it's, it, uh, we don't care about your talk. We don't, nobody cares about your analysis. We care about, God cares about what you can do. So how faithful are you with what you've been given? Praise the name of Jesus. So I'm going to close in a few minutes and we're going to move into prayer. But I'll hear a few things. Our salvation. The gift of the Holy Spirit. You see, having Jesus is a gift of God. The Bible says salvation is a gift of God. The power of the Holy Spirit. If I having the Holy Spirit is a gift of God. Now, you have to look at your life and say, does my life reflect that I have the Holy Spirit? Am I faithful? That's the measure. Am I, uh, am, I, am, I, am, I still be, am I still living like somebody that is not even, that is not exposed to the gospel at all? What am I doing with what I have? So you're going to have a meeting with God. Amen. Personal meeting with God. And you're going to lose, lose some of these things that God has given to you. Some of you, your family, God has given to you. I tell my children this. I said, I mean, you have to do better than I did. I mean, you, you have more. I mean, I, had, I, did, I did more than my father did. Because I had more. You have to do more. You have to really take it to the next level. Because you are, you're having the best opportunity that anybody can have. So it is a measure of what you have been given. Can you look at what God has given to you? Some of us, we get to live in the best country in the world. In America, right? That's huge. That's something, are we, does that reflect does that, glory, does that make us to glorify God more? Does that make us to, you know, support the gospel more? Does that make us to be a blessing to more people or nothing? You know, it's not an accident. Praise the name of Jesus. So let's have that meeting and begin to really adjust our life and be faithful with what God has given to us. And if we do that we're going to experience much more. Faithfulness allows God to really increase us, bless us. You know, he's excited about faithful people. Faithful people increases, increase rather. God increases faithful people. God blesses faithful people. When you are faithful in little, God knows that you will be faithful in much. Praise the name of Jesus. I'd like us to pray or close with prayer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's bow down our heads and pray. Before we go into our prayer for the new year, if you're here, you have not given your life to Jesus. That's a, that's a gift that God has given to you. The greatest gift is Jesus. 
you have not fully given your life to Jesus. You know, you've been going to church, you know, maybe every once in a while, and you want to say, you know, I want to be faithful with the gift of God, the gift of salvation that has been given to me. But I have not. I have not. My life does not reflect it. But I want to change today. Whether you are here or where you are, you know, uh, you are watching online or you are in uh, extension, just lift up your right hand. I like to pray for you briefly because I don't want to end tonight without making sure everybody here is going home, having taken advantage of the gift of salvation. Anyone, just lift up your right hand. I want to pray for you before we pray. God bless you. Just please don't be ashamed. Just lift it up. God bless you. Thank you. Any other person? Don't be ashamed. Just lift it up. God bless you. God bless you. Any other person here? Thank you. God bless you. Wherever you are, just lift it. And put our hands on your chest. And I want you to pray after me. Just say, Jesus, I thank you. Because you died for me. You gave me the gift of salvation. I am sorry. I have not accepted it fully before now. But today... I accept the gift of salvation. I ask you to become the Lord of my life, my, my Savior, my King. I surrender all my life to you. And as long as I live, I will follow you. I will respond to you. Thank you because you answered our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. If you made that decision, uh, please display. I want you to go to this place, the website. Uh, I believe it's Agape House. I don't know what the Agape House. Okay, slash connect Go there on your phone and just put your information there. It will come to me and I will be able to pray with you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So are we ready to pray? So I have a list of prayer points. I'm going to just uh, have those prayer points displayed on the screen. And we're going to go through them. And I'm going to leave, give us 10 minutes to pray those prayers for ourselves. They'll be displayed on the screen. Displayed on the screen. Thank you so much. Display them. So I have them. All right. Amen and amen. Are we ready to pray? So let's rise up. All right. So we have like... Uh, 13 minutes or so into the new year. Amen. And we have 13 minutes to pray before you and God. I have seven prayer points there. So I want you to start. First of all, before we start, I want you to say, Lord, I thank you for 2022. I thank you for sustaining me. I thank you for your mighty hands upon me. Thank you for protecting me. Thank you for provision. Thank you for strength upon me and upon my family. Go ahead and pray. Go ahead and pray. Thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. Hallelujah. We thank you. We honor you for 2022. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for sustaining me throughout the year. Ups, down, low, high moments. You've been faithful, you've been good. Lord, I thank you. Thank you for protecting. Thank you for providing. Thank you for giving me strength. Thank you, not just for me, but my family. So, Father, I want to say thank you. 
Lord, I want to say thank you. Lord, I bless you. I give you praise. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Our second prayer point, we're also going to thank God. We're going to say, Father, thank you for your plan and purposes for me and my family in 2023. Because I know they are good plans. They are planned to prosper me, not to harm me, to give me hope and a future. I want you to thank God. Go ahead and pray. Say, Father, I thank you. Say, Father, I thank you. Thank you for 2023. Your plans and purposes, they still stand. They stand. They are to give me a hope and a future. Yes, Lord, they are to prosper me. So, Lord, I thank you for those wonderful plans. Lord, I thank you for the wonderful plan you have for me, for my family, for my wife, for my children, for my extended family. Lord, I thank you for your plan. Yes, Lord, there are plans to prosper me. There are plans to give me hope, to give me a future. They are not planned to harm me. So, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Yes, Lord. Lord, I honor you. Lord, I give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I honor you. Lord, I bless you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have given thanks. Our third prayer point, we're going to embrace God's plan for us. You're going to say, Father, I embrace your plan. And everything that comes with your plan in 2023. You see, God has a plan for 2023. We must embrace it. So I want you to go before God. Say, Lord, I, I embrace your plans. And I surrender to your plans. And every change that comes with your plan. Whatever you want for me in 2023, I embrace it. I receive it. I embrace it. I will walk in it. In the mighty name of Jesus. So Father, I just pray. In the mighty name of Jesus. I embrace every plan. The Bible says sufficient unto the day is the evil. But I reject every evil plan. Yes, Lord. The Bible says you daily load such with benefits. So Father, your plan daily. I embrace them. I embrace them in the name of Jesus. I embrace them. I embrace your plans for my family, for this church. We embrace your plan. We declare your plan shall stand. Only your plan shall stand. Your plan for me shall stand in every area, in every aspect. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Shendelia Masopro-Yagabasota. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Let's display it the way. No need to change anything. Please, just leave it. We want to see everything displayed. Just leave it. What we, what we have there is actually good. Thank you. Let's go back there. All right. I like it that way. Amen. 
Number four. Hallelujah. We're going to say, Lord, in 2023, I choose to be faithful and to make the best of every opportunity that you have given to me and that you will give to me. Let's go ahead and begin to pray. So, Father, in Jesus' name, I choose to be faithful. I choose to be faithful. And I help me to be faithful. Help me to be faithful in 2023 to make the best of my time, to make the best of my abilities, to make the best of the gift you have given to me, to make the best of the people you have placed in my life, to make the best of the finances you have placed in my hand, to make the best. So, Father, help me to be faithful. Help me to be faithful. Lord, I want to receive well done, faithful servant. I want to receive a testimony to say, even though you have little strength, you have done more with little than many have done with much. I don't want to have, you have done little with much. No, that's not the testimony. I want to do more with the little you have given to me. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. We are going to prayer point number what? Number five. You are going to say, Lord, in 2023, I will not frustrate your grace, but I will respond adequately as a son or daughter responds to, to the Father. Can we pray? go ahead and begin to pray? So I pray. I want to be a son. I want to be a son. I don't want, I would not frustrate your grace. I will not set aside your grace. But Lord, I will respond adequately. In the name of Jesus. I will respond adequately. In the name of Jesus. I will respond adequately. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we are praying. Amen. We're going to go to number six. Lord, in 2023, I choose to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. That's, that's it. Let's pray that prayer. I will grow in grace. That's God's command. I want to be the son. I want to be like Christ. That is the manifestation of sonship. I want to attain to the measure of the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. That's what Ephesians 4.13 says. Until we come to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. I want to live to the peak of my potential in Christ Jesus. I want to grow in grace. I want to grow in knowledge, in the knowledge of the Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. So we're going to pray our word of the year. Our word of the year is manifestation. To manifest means to be revealed. To manifest is to come out of the shell. 
to be set loose, set free. Hallelujah. And so we are going to declare, say, Father, I declare in the name of Jesus, 2023 is my year of manifestation as a son and a daughter in the mighty name of Jesus. I want you to go ahead, go ahead and begin to pray. I am manifest. The sun in me is coming out. It is my year of manifestation. Every destiny, every area I'm still handicapped. Father, begin to just stir me up. Lord, I want to be revealed. I want the sun to be revealed. This is my year of manifestation. This is my year of manifestation. 2023. I am stepping out as a son. I'm stepping out as a son. Stepping on with power. Stepping out with power. Stepping out in wisdom. Stepping out in supernatural manifestation. Yes, this is my year of manifestation. The whole world is made waiting with an outstretched hand. The whole world is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. This is my year of manifestation. Can you begin to thank the Lord? Begin to give Him praise. Begin to honor Him. Because 2023 is 38 seconds away. It's just seconds. Our year of manifestation is 30 seconds away. Let's give Him praise. Let's celebrate. 2023 is almost here. 19, 18, 17 seconds away. Seconds away. Let's give Him praise. Let's celebrate Him. Let's celebrate Him. He's here. Hallelujah! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! 2023 is here! Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Let's celebrate. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the promises you bring. We thank you for great things it's bringing. We thank you for the joy in me. We thank you for the victories it's bringing. We thank you for the breakthroughs 2023 is bringing. We thank you for the new exploits that 2023 is bringing. Lord, we thank you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. For your promises. For the great things. For his goodness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we bless you. 
perfect gift is from the Lord, the Father of light with whom there is no variableness. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. So we're going to have, the, the worship team is going to, please listen to me, please listen to me. We're going to have five minutes of celebration in Thanksgiving. So the choir is going to lead us in song, song of thanksgiving, and we're going to dance, we're going to do Holy Ghost party. So I want you to dance and celebrate. If you have something to give to the Lord, please give it to the Lord, alright, as an as a offering of thanksgiving. We're going to do that, but before I go, just remember we're going to meet here at 12 noon, amen, for our New Year service, amen. God bless you. So I'm going to hand over to 